When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back again with our agenda show. This time a bit earlier again. So apologies for that. The meetings don't stop. Like it's Tuesday and I have another being at 10 o'clock. I need to start telling my bosses that they can't be doing meetings at 10. Like they need to do it a bit later uh, down on, on, during the day or a bit earlier. But we decided to do another stream a bit earlier, 9.25 a.m. Um, we're not going to start calling it the 9.25, the Arsenal agenda show, are we, Charlie? No, no. I, th- I, th- I think it will just be a, a little just temporary thing just for the moment where where the pre-season is going to start season is going to be starting soon as well we just need to just make sure everything's okay essentially i think that's what everything's about really exactly exactly but how you been good yeah yeah not too bad thank you um i mean just more exciting news i guess to talk about today and more exciting news to come this week i think with Timbard, Declan Rice, there will be other transfer kind of talk around Arsenal, outgoings, incomings, etc. So yeah, it's just I think Arsenal are in a really good place at the moment. So it's it's a good I've got a good feeling about the club already and the season's still two months away. Hmm. Yeah, just want to say um, hello to everyone in the comments. Hello to Marcus, hello to Timmy, uh, John says W, I think that means win. I think, yeah, does Charlie? Dub. Yeah, yeah, dub. Yeah, there you go. And um, hi from Ireland uh, to James and everyone tuning in, uh, whether you're watching on YouTube and Facebook, uh, welcome along. Um, we're going to start uh, the morning show uh, regarding Timber Tuesday. Um, you know what? It wouldn't surprise me if an announcement is uh, done today. Like um, yeah. we all, we all know that the first player that will be announced will be Hurian Timber. Both will be announced um, by the end of this week um, because we travel to the US uh, on Sunday um, after our training camp in Germany concludes. So I, I do expect that Declan Rice and Timber will be on the plane uh, traveling to the USA for our tour of America. But Timber Tuesday has a nice ring to it, isn't it? Yeah, it does. Nice little alliteration there, but... Yeah, Timber, I think he 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 fully completed his medical yesterday. I think the news broke. Um, so you can only expect that the announcement will be today. That's, that's all you can really expect from what's going on at the moment with Timber. Uh, but yeah, it's just another really good signing from Arsenal. Another kind of, just another signing that is 
of high quality, but then also also bolsters the squad in a really positive way in terms of rotation, but then also in terms of possibly starting as well. I mean, obviously that he'll kind of add a bit more competition for Ben White. You never know. Maybe Gabriel. Maybe maybe we'll see Gabriel. Um, Gabriel drop. Maybe we'll see Timber and Saliba, or or Timber and Gabriel. Whatever. Or maybe we'll see him go into kind of the defensive midfielder role. That that we that I think he has played a little bit of a role in before Ajax, and we know how good he is on the ball, how quick he is, how good he is at kind of the defensive tackles the uh, kind of like the defensive work on his feet he's not the biggest of of defenders but that doesn't mean that he's not a, a good player he's not it doesn't like mean Sandra, that he's not good Sandra Martinez. exactly exactly and we know that he is he is a quality quality player so i think with him being announced today i think that'd be a good i think that'd be fantastic because then i think that that would mean that he'd be i mean whether the announcement is today or tomorrow or whatever, I think he will be able to travel to Germany with the team. I mean, I know that the team's already travelled, but I think I he's reckon, able to I, meet I, them there. Yeah, I think sure. he is. But I think, I think in terms of that, I think if if whether he's going to be announced today or tomorrow, I think the Germany um, training camp, I don't think he'll participate for that because I think our squad is already chosen for that. Yeah. I think they're just going to announce it. They're going to basically... Um, laugh it all up, um, sing about it basically for the next uh, 48 hours and get the most out of this announcement, this deal from a social media point of view. And then once that is done, Declan Rice will be the next player. But it's an interesting comment from Marcus. Um, where was it? Rice, um, huge US unveiling. It wouldn't be su- it wouldn't be surprising, to be honest, because um, I'm not sure when our away kit is due to come out. And from a marketing point of view, when you make a big signing, which is worth in the region of £100 million, <laughs> and you're set to unveil a kit, which many, to be honest, are on the fence about. I've seen it. I'm not a fan, to be honest. Yeah. Like, I'm someone who likes um, wearing away kits. Um, I, don't, I don't really go for home kits, which is surprising to probably many. Um, last season's away kit was beautiful. Uh, season's gone by. Like Arsenal have always done well with away kit. So this season's away kit is a bit. Uh, uh, I'm lost for words. It's an odd one. It's unique. It's, a, it's very it unique. <laughs> and you know what? In other past experiences, you could get accustomed to an away kit. You could start to see yourself wearing it, liking it. If I wear that outside, I'm gonna get poters. People are gonna be laughing at me, man. So I'm not. I'm not getting that. Like, if I'm gonna get a home kit this season, uh, kit any kit this season, it will be the home kit. But yeah, it's interesting. Like US uh, unveiling uh, with the fans. Um, you just never know. Away kit unveiling Declan Rice. So we just don't know what's happening in terms of that. But I can say that there will be an announcement for both players later this week. So. Fingers crossed we can get that over the line. But yeah, Timber Tuesday, it, when, you, when you think about it, it is a nice ring. Nice ring to it and very nice ring to it. Hopefully that Declan Rice will be pretty soon after. I would like to... I, I don't think that it will be a, one day after another, but a Rice uh, USA unveiling, I think that could be a... that As you say, it could be quite good in terms of marketing, etc., etc. But then... It could also be quite, I mean, as I said yesterday, Arsenal are 
trying to kind of drag it out a little bit, try and build up the tension for it. And I don't blame them. No, I, I completely agree with them. It what's is your hundred million pounds on What's your thoughts when people get like aggrieved on social media? And I've seen Arsenal fans no get need. frustrated. There's They're no like, need. oh, why are Arsenal delaying the signing, the announcement? Nobody cares about videos. But this is the thing that fans don't understand. When you spend hundred million pounds for a player, like your record signing, um, one of the most best statement signings you could have made this window, let alone past windows. You need to get as much exposure out of that deal from a video point of view, from a multimedia yeah. point of view, from a social point of view. Um, Some of that money back. Shirt sales. Yeah. Exactly. Shirt sales. So many things. So when I see comments on social media, like, don't get me wrong. I understand it a bit, maybe 1% out of my hundreds. But yeah, I just think there's no need. Um, he's an Arsenal player. Um, we just went in an official announcement now. I saw uh, read an article yesterday that like Sky Sports was saying that um, Arsenal are going through the paperwork, um, checking the like everything is in order. Yeah. So I think once that is done, it probably will be done. To be fair, the media. One thing about the media, the media is always not not on the right track in terms of deals. Like it's always a bit behind. So this still this still is done. This still is done. We can say that. But yeah, Timber Tuesday, it wouldn't surprise me. So let's wait and see. Um, Kai Havertz, like, he's got such a massive smile. Have you seen the pictures from Kai? Yeah, yeah, he does like, have a really big smile. Smiles beaming. Uh, he's loving life. Like, he's probably thinking, like, I prayed for days like these to join Arsenal and leave Chelsea. Honestly, I used to see Kai Havertz last season and the guy seemed depressed. Like, he had so much weight on his shoulders. He wasn't happy. Um, he wasn't playing football the way you want a player to play football. Like, no, he, he had so much stress stress on his shoulders. And now you look at him with the training picks at Arsenal, dropping the training videos, that little um, greeting with, with our training uh, dog, win, which he uploaded yesterday on the channel. I, 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 just, I just love it. I think he's going to be a top, top signing. Um, and when you've got Odegaard... On one side of the midfield, Havertz on the other side of the midfield, Declan Rice anchoring. There's so many opportunities there for a fluid Arsenal midfield. But he is set to make his debut this week against Nuremberg um, uh, on Thursday. And I'm excited to see what he can do. But yeah, for me, Kai Havertz, I think it's, it's going to be a special signing. Yeah, you, you speak about the his smile, his big smile that you see him with with the dog win and being in the training centre, meeting back up with Jorginho, etc. You said yesterday that he was joining at the hip with Gabriel. You didn't see that at Chelsea, did you, when he signed for them? There wasn't that it the smart there was a smile there, but it wasn't as beaming as as you as you seen with with Arsenal. That's what it that's what it kind of like seems like that sense of it 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 seems like he's already kind of we said yesterday about the brotherhood, the togetherness of the team. It already seems like he's part of that. It's and I think true, that's fantastic yeah. for for Arsenal and for a player to kind of be accustomed to Arsenal, the Arsenal's ways, the Arsenal way, uh, kind of uh, so quickly after signing for the club. Don't get me wrong, he might have already had... Yes, he's had a little... He might have had a little bit of time with the team already, but... The fact that he's already kind of, as I say, accustomed to the way Arsenal are, their kind of 
I would assume already their kind of morals and et cetera, et cetera. You know what I'm trying to say. It, he he already seems part of the part of the team, part of the brotherhood, et cetera. So, yeah, it, I think he will where, wherever he plays, and I think that it'll be very interesting to see in his debut where Arteta would slot him in because I think that this is what part of this transfer has been there's been that kind of mystery to it because we don't know exactly mm. what Arteta's thinking where he can slot Havertz in whether he's going to play him up front whether he's going to slot him in on the wing which he has played before whether mm. he's going to be in that eight role that Shaka used to play at Odegaard's role move Odegaard over to the left hand side literally there's so many options for him, but we don't know exactly what is going on. And I'm sure Arteta has a plan for him. And that's why we've spent that amount of money on him. That's why we've brought him into this club. And I mean, yeah, I think I'm very interested to see as to where he will play, where he'll slot in. So that will be a good part of, a good kind of inclination of what is going to come for this season just from his debut, I think. I wouldn't be surprised if Arteta would try him out in a couple of different positions, but I wouldn't be surprised already if Arteta has a kind of position set for him, whether a kind of like restructuring of the system that Arsenal are playing at it for, for Havertz to fit in. As I said quite a few times, uh, in previous streams over over the last few weeks, it seems like towards the end of the season, last season, a few teams started to kind of like figure us out in terms of how we'd work the ball, how we'd go forward, because whether it, whether it was to do with the fact that we were burnt out or the inexperience of the team, we started obviously losing games, losing points, dropping points, and that obviously eventually led to us losing the title. But... Hmm. Scrap that. I'm I'm talking about the system, how everything's played. It's it did kind of seem there were a few instances where teams had worked us out how they could work around that. So I think obviously football is a kind is a game that is constantly evolving. It constantly is, and I'm sure that Arteta knows that he's probably trying to evolve his team, uh, Arsenal, uh, and the way that. They've, they work, the way that they fit in together. And I think that will be another interesting thing to see on Havertz's debut, the kind of way that we set up. Maybe we'll set up the way that we did against against Forest and Wolves. Maybe we'll see the likes of Partey at right back, etc., etc. And then that could also possibly bring in something else in the midfield for Havertz to fit into. That, that mm-hmm. as I say, is part of the mystery of this transfer. So, yeah, I, I, I think... I say I'm interested, but I'm also really excited for it because I do. Yes, I know that Havertz hasn't been amazing over the past few seasons, but there is still something about him. We yeah. all know that there is something about him. We know that there is that quality there, and I'm sure that we'll straight away see that against Nuremberg. Whether, yeah. whether he starts, whether he comes on as a sub, I reckon that, as I've said with Shaka before, it seems like Arteta managed to unlock something completely different to what we've seen before. And I'm sure that Arteta will be able to reignite what we've seen for Havertz at Bayer Leverkusen that we haven't seen at Chelsea to bring him back to what he was, kind of, and help him provide 
what we want him to for Arsenal and be that player that we want him to be. And I'm sure that we'll see just maybe even a glimpse of that against Nuremberg. I'm sure that we'll see what he, uh, as I say, a glimpse of what he can do. I'm, I am really excited for the for his debut. To be fair, yeah, I think Havertz is going to uh, be a success. To 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 be honest, um, I've seen a lot of him when he when he was over in Germany, and I was a massive fan. I was a massive, massive fan. And I feel at that stage, there was all, all, always talk of Kylian Mbappe. There was always talk of these standout upcoming players. And there was always talk of Kai Havertz being up there with the likes of Mbappe, uh, Vinicius, all these talented upcoming youngsters in Europe. Yeah, he got that move to Chelsea. But Chelsea, for me, was never the right fit for him. Chelsea obviously have the financial power. They can pay the money and bring in these standout players. But he, he was never... That person at Chelsea that I, was, I thought to myself, yeah, he's going to be a success at this football club because Chelsea don't play the same system as we do. They're not on the front foot. They're not the most um, controlling of teams when you when, in terms of possession, in terms of uh, passing, in terms of intricate play. Whereas Arsenal, they're always on the front foot. Mikelata's system is to basically attack and basically kill teams. And Kai Havertz in that position that Shaka occupied last season... I think we can get the best out of him. But not only that position, he has the versatility, as you've just touched on, to play as a number nine. I'm not saying that's his best position and I'm not saying that's the position I would play him in because at, at last season, I thought um, at Chelsea, he was not the most comfortable um, playing as a number nine. But potentially, if you want to get out, if you if you need a goal in certain games, you can go 4-2-3-1. You can play with the number 10. Kai Havertz uh, by Leverkusen, I thought he was fantastic in, as a number 10 um, uh, in the Bundesliga. The way he was occupying um, the final third, creating chances for the likes of Moussa Diaby, etc. There's talent there. There is talent there. And I think Mikel Arteta will get the best out of him. And what I just say to myself is the structure and the evolving of Arsenal's midfield um, from last season um, to what they've basically introduced this season, uh, only in the first few weeks of the window, it's exciting. It's exciting because last um, season we had a structure in place which is more dominant, which is more physical. But in certain games when we needed a goal, we never had that cutting edge in a way. Shaka, like, you need to give him credit where it's due because he's playing in a position which is not um, the most... Um, comfortable positions for him. He had to learn that. He had to learn that under Mikel Arteta. And I thought he was fantastic. Yeah. He was fantastic. But when you've got a player like Kai Havertz, who has that technical ability already, who has that um, um, structure, who, who's dominant, who's physical, um, it's, it's, you, you can tell it'll come quite naturally to him. It'll take work. It'll take time. It'll take an adjustment period. But I feel more confident when uh, yeah. it, when you compare to when Shaka first came in, I, I still was a bit sceptical. I was like, yeah. will this work? But with Havertz, I'm more than confident it will work. So, yeah, I'm excited to see what you can do because I think Chelsea fans, they've been laughing, they've been laughing, they've been mocking. But give it a few months and I think they'll, they'll be quiet and down. So uh, let's, let's see what happens in terms of that. Um, Sambi Lokonga, um, did you see his statement on Instagram yesterday? In yeah. terms of um, an injury, it's interesting because I thought he would go to the uh, Germany preseason camp, um, but obviously it seems that he's picked up an injury, and um, 
he'll be uh, still at London Colney to basically recover from that. Um, in the back of my mind, I'm hoping it's not a serious injury um, in the hope that it doesn't scupper a move elsewhere because we, we discussed it, I think, last week, myself and TC. I think if we do need to strengthen in the midfield area, it's probably a position that we do need to strengthen. But if we do need to buy a player, we need to get rid of players as well because the squad at the moment it is a bit bloated. Especially in the midfield, you've got Elneny, which is which is a player which isn't going to go anywhere because he has that experience. Um, Jorginho, uh, Sambi Lokonga, Thomas Partey, Declan Rice, Odegaard, Fabio Vieira, Emil Smith-Rowe, um, Kai Havertz, Timber can potentially occupy yeah. a role in the midfield. So uh, it, it's quite bloated in that area. So Burnley have been interested um, for Sambi Lokonga. Uh, Vincent Company does like the player, but it seems that Arsenal are looking for a sale rather than a loan for Sambi Lokonga at this period in time. But is a club really going to spend that much money on Lokonga right now? It's it's a difficult one, but what's your take on it? Loan or sell? I think think that we should sell because we saw that obviously he, he was out on loan at Palace last season. Uh, he didn't really kind of shine and we didn't, he, he didn't kind of, we didn't see what we would expect of him essentially in a loan kind of deal in a, in a team like Crystal Palace. Uh, don't get me wrong. I don't, he didn't play as much as I thought he would. I thought he would start a few more games. He might have had a game in, isn't it? Yeah. I think he was playing when Vieira was in charge, but when he got sacked and Hodgson came in, he was basically mm. out of the team. Yeah. And I think, it was a bit difficult for him, but I think with Vincent Company, he he said when because they were Anderlecht together, weren't they? And he, um, when Lukonga moved to Arsenal, Vincent Company was so, he was heaping so much praise on Lukonga. He was, I, I say, making it out like like he was the next best thing. Essentially, I'm I'm maybe not. To y- did he compare him to Yaya Toure? I, honestly, I can't exactly yeah. remember, but I wouldn't be surprised. But that's kind of like what I'm saying. That's that's kind of what I'm saying. He was he was likening him to the players like Yaya Torre. He was yeah, he did, yeah. saying that he has that potential to be like them. And obviously, mm-hmm. we haven't seen that at Arsenal. So clearly, Vincent Company does see something in Lukonga that maybe other teams don't. Maybe he has a plan for him a little bit more than what Arteta would at the club. As you say, the team is very kind of bloated, especially in the midfield. There are there, there is some dead weight that we need to get rid of, and I don't think Lukonga is going to have any chance in in the side this season. I think so. Burnley, I think, is the best bet for him. I think that would actually be a good move for him because of the relationship that he has with Vincent Company. Hmm. But I do think that it is a shame that he has this injury because, I, I mean, hopefully he'll be back for the US tour, but I. I don't know whether that'll be the case. It doesn't really seem like it. Otherwise, he would have... I think if he was able to kind of play in the US tour, I would expect that he would have gone with the team to Germany to kind of join that kind of like rehabilitation to get his injury back to back to 100% for the tour kind of thing. So, Or maybe he stayed at London Colney so he can do that for the tour or whatever. You know what I'm trying to say? It's a shame that he's that he's not taking part because as we've just said that we we both 
I, I don't know whether you agree with me that we should sell him, but mm. I think as we, I think we touched on it yesterday. Players that would that would take part in the preseason can drive their price up, and with Lukonga, preseason would be a good kind of chance for him to either show Arteta what he's still got, what he can do for Arsenal, and see if he's actually got a position in the team because he hasn't been able to do so. Obviously, at Palace, there hasn't been any kind of standout performance or anything like that for him to to kind of show Arteta that he can still play for for Arsenal. Um, So I think, yeah, with Lukonga, it is a shame because he isn't able to, as I say, show us and Arteta what he's got to see if he can actually fit into the team and show other teams that he can fit into theirs as well because Mm. pre-season is a good chance to do that. It's a good chance to show what you still got. Uh, but I'm sure that that won't deter Vincent Company and Burnley. I do. I hope that they still show an interest. But as I say, I would prefer a, a sell for for Arsenal because we do need to get rid of that dead weight. We've seen them go on loan already. I don't think that there's yeah. any point in kind of sending them out on another one because mm. we know he, he's he's okay. And I think that he's an not okay player. Yeah. I think an okay player is is best for an okay team like yeah. Burnley. No disrespect, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I think I think he's got ingredients to be a good player for um, a good club, but in certain games, I think he lacks at times concentration. Um, it's it's just it's confusing. Like when I watch him play. He does some things in his game where I think, wow, like Sambi Lukonga is actually okay. But then he makes like some rash decisions. I think you go back to last season, he played against Manchester City and he, he was like the mobility on the pitch. Like he was jogging at times, not even jogging. I'm probably being kind. He was probably walking at times. And I'm thinking like, Sambi, what are you doing? Like you're playing one of the best teams in, in Europe and you're basically like trudging along on the pitch. Like, come on, do better. And I think at times his concentration is not up there. In a Mikelateta team, in a Mikelateta system, you need to be alert, like, throughout the whole 90 minutes. And I think he, he's, at times, he he seems like he's coasting. I think that's the right word. He seems like he's coasting. But I think passing-wise, I think he's a very good passer. On the ball, uh, I think I think he, he's decent. But I think his overall game, I think there's still parts of it probably being kind but I think there's a lot of work that needs to be done in his overall game but yeah look if, when we buy players not all are going to work not all are going to be a success but what we can do is like you just touched on um, buy players when they're young drive up the price and if they don't succeed get good fees for them recoup the money that we've say lost for for uh, Sambi Lukonga or an Austin trustee or, or Flo Balogun example so look Burnley are interested Sevilla have been touted to hold an interest in, in the past few weeks. Um, let's hope this injury is not serious and we can get him out the door in, in a nice way, of course. <laughs> but yeah, let's let's just see what happens um, there. But yeah, I think Arsenal's midfield, in, 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 in a ruthless kind of way, I think it's moved on from Sambi Lokonga. Um, yeah. It's moved on from Granit Xhaka. So <laughs> what does that yeah. show? And it could potentially move on from Thomas Partey. So... I think I think that's where we stand right now in terms of Arsenal's midfield. 
final um, topic of the morning. Um, potential interest in Mehdi Taremi of FC Porto. Um, an interesting link. Everyone, when we jump on the stream, they're always talking about Arsenal need a plan B. Arsenal need a backup option. And it's crazy to think about it because Arsenal, as of now, have Trossard, they have Gabriel Jesus, they have Kai Havertz, they have uh, Balogun, they have Eddie Nketiah. So they stopped in, in, the, in the number nine position, striking position. But Taremi, an interesting link, uh, 30 years old, um, FC Porto striker, um, Iran and national striker. Last season, he had a very good season, to be honest. He scored 22 goals in 33 um, appearances for Porto, scored five goals in the Champions League. So, again, if we're talking about we want players who have played in the Champions League, who have got that pedigree in the Champions League, Taremi, not a bad shout. It's been touted from reports in Portugal that um, Porto would look uh, look up to, what, 70, 17 million? Yeah. If they want to allow him to depart. But an interesting link. Where do you stand on it? Because people do bang on about a plan B. Yeah, it's a, diff- it's a difficult one because he, he's 30 years old. So that we wouldn't have much time with him. But the fact that we've been saying over the past few months, really, we don't have that out-and-out goal scorer that is going to get us the goals, that is, go- that is I'm, I'm going to say, like like the Haaland of, of our team. We don't have someone that does that. Obviously, the goal contributions are shared between players like Bakayo Saka, Gabriel Martinelli, Gabriel Jesus, Odegaard, etc., etc. But we don't have that one out-and-out striker that is that goal scorer for us that is going to be scoring the in around the 20 to 25 goal mark for us. We don't have that player. And Taremi is obviously a, he's someone that can provide those goals. Nevertheless, yes, I know that he might be in a he might be in Liga Portugal, but that doesn't mean that he's not a bad player. As we said, he's got that experience in the Champions League. He scored five goals in the Champions League last season. So he's got it, got that experience that some of our players don't. And I think that that could be quite a useful asset. And he's six foot one, so he's not mm. he's not the tallest, but he's still a presence up front. He's got that, that older play, physical exactly, striker, Exactly. It? And we haven't had that physical striker and for a while. And I've said I've said it many, many times. I've I've personally missed a player like Giroud in Arsenal's in Arsenal's kind of like attack since he's left. Uh, for some reason, we just haven't been able to find that player. Don't get me wrong, Aubameyang had been amazing in the in the past uh, in the past for us. Yes, I know that he dropped off, but what I'm trying to say is there hasn't been that player that can hold the ball up, can score goals, is good in the air, is that good presence in the box. Taremi's a good player like that. He's yeah, he quite is, he sim- is. he's he's quite similar. The only downfall to it is his age, but mm. you can't sometimes age is just a number. Sometimes it really is. Is he I that mean, old though? 30 I, years old. I think I think he's 30 years old. Let me but have is, a look. Is, is that is that like old in your it's eyes? It's not old, it's not older. Yeah, he's 30. It's not I think it's because we start to see when when a player is 30 years old, then I think past that they start to Decline, so, some players it? they start they start to decline. Maybe with like the the likes of like Gundogan, I'm going to say it, it doesn't Thiago seem like Silva. that. Thiago Silva, they still got it. Some players still have it, and I mean Ibrahimovic, he was still going. Obviously, he just yeah. retired. So 
I say, so as I say, sometimes age is just a number. And if we are to sign him 17, 18 million pounds, I think that that's actually a decent sign. It's a good, it's a good price for someone that is scoring 20, 20 odd goals a season. Mm. I think that's actually quite good. And someone that we can bring into the team that is that out and out goal scorer. And I'm going to say it again, and I mention it every, nearly every single stream rotation mm. that can be. F- that could be very, very useful for us for a player that is different to the likes of Enketia and Gabriel Jesus and Balogun. He's a, as I say, a presence. He's strong. He's very well built, and he's got some good. And he's a good goal scorer. Mm. And he's he is a different player to the likes of Enketia as a, and the the players that I just listed off. He's different to them, and will add something different to Arsenal's game and would add something different to their... It would add a variation to the structure and the system of Arsenal's of Arsenal's kind of like playing style. Mm-hmm. And that could be very useful and helpful for us going forward and pushing for the title. You never know, maybe even pushing for the Champions League. I think, yeah. I To be fair, personally, now thinking about it and talking about it, I would like the signing. I, I think I would. Maybe that's an unpopular opinion. Let us know in the comments. But I genuinely do think that Taremi would be a good signing. I, for some reason, I haven't seen many teams kind of push so hard for him. Hopefully, Arsenal do kind of do so. But I wouldn't be surprised that if that the only time that we're going to do that is after we've sold a couple of players. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. because we can't be spending two hundred million on. Havertz, Timber, and Rice, and then buy another player without getting anyone out of the club like Balogun. Because mm-hmm. if we are to sign to uh, to Remy, and Ketia yeah. or Balogun or both would have to make way uh, personally, and mm-hmm. I think that they should one or or both should. Uh, we could get a decent amount for for both of them to be fair, and then there's a the likes of. I mean, we need to get. I don't think Cedric's Cedric's left yet. I don't think he's he's travelled to Germany with the team. I think, as we were just saying, Lokonga, Tierney, Trusty, Charlie exactly. Patino, exactly. Pepe. Yeah, exactly. There's there's players and dead weight, as I just said, that we need to get out of the club. And yeah, I think Taremi could be if we are to sign him. As I say, we need to get players out first, but I I would actually really like the signing. I I genuinely would now that we've been speaking about it. Yeah, I think he's not a starter. He's not going to start for Arsenal, but he's someone that could potentially make an impact off the bench. Um, As you just touched on, if we need to rotate Gabriel Jesus in certain games where the game is more physical, I think he could come in, he can do a job there. Um, But right now, I can't see it happening. It's just a, it's just a rumor, and obviously we 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 were discussing that and um, discussing whether he could be um, someone that could make an impact at Arsenal. I potentially think he could, but I'm looking at next summer, which I keep going on about. I'm looking at next summer in terms of Arsenal buying that number nine. I think next summer Arsenal will go big for a striker. I don't know who it is, um, so don't start asking me questions in the comments because I don't know. Um, that there's going to be a whole host of names uh, linked, and that includes Kylian Mbappe, Ozyman. Like he's not going anywhere this summer, Ozyman. Like Napoli's president has come out and said that he's going to stay at Napoli, but next summer, when I think he's got one year left on his contract, if I can remember from the top of my head, there's going to be a whole host of teams uh, looking to sign Ozyman because in Europe. 
apart from Mbappe, he's going to be probably the standout uh, number nine uh, available. Evan Ferguson. I, I like Evan Ferguson. Another another player, I'm telling you, if you've not got him in your FPO uh, team, bring him in. He's going to have a big season. But yeah, I'm looking at someone like Ozzyman. I think that's... The, that's Once we get our business done this summer, I think there's like one more player that we can target. And that's going to be a number nine. No disrespect to Gabriel Jesus. Like, I like him a lot, but I want someone who's hungry to score goals. I want someone who's hungry to score goals, similar to Erling Haaland. Someone that just likes putting the ball in the back of the net. And I look at Ozzyman, and he is ruthless. He is ruthless. And I think, what, he's only 25, 25 years old? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So, scary, scary, scary times. But it's 10 minutes uh, past one. I'm late for my meeting. Charlie, we're going to wrap up. Um, uh, thank you for jumping on, my friend. Thank you for having me and thank you to everyone watching and, and listening. Yeah, if you have enjoyed the show, uh, make sure to drop a like. Um, hopefully, we do get a Timber Tuesday announcement. Um, if we do get it right, uh, if I do get it right and there's an announcement today, you know what? I'm going to keep going on about for the rest of the week. So Timber Tuesday. Yeah, Timber Tuesday, <laughs> Timber Tuesday, Timber Tuesday. But yeah, if you have enjoyed the uh, show, folks, uh, drop a like, comment, and uh, make sure to keep following us down the Arsenal way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.